Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No intro, no music. We're getting right into it. It's the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast. I'm joined with Ryan Hilton. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at ThatBoyWoof. Um, we're, we're just going to get right into this, this special one-off podcast. Uh, we're joined by Tony Pauline from Pro, Pro Football Network. Um, I'm going to give Tony a lot of praise. He is one of the busiest men going at this, at this point in time around the draft. Uh, I listen to all his podcasts, the Draft Analyst Podcast with Christian Prody, the Pro Football Network Draft Insiders Podcast with Andy Harmon, or Herman, their podcast I listen to every week. Um, and I consistently say in terms of Saints knowledge when it comes to the draft, um, I, I told Ryan recently that I, I missed the, the, the Pro Day updates that Tony would, would post because there would be plethora of information. He was the first person that really linked the Saints to Michael Thomas, um, talked about the Saints being interested in Stephon Anthony prior to anyone else. So in terms of draft knowledge and potentially what the Saints plans are, um, always want to read and hear what Tony's saying. Uh, you can follow Tony on Twitter at Tony Pauline. Hey, Tony, thanks for joining us, man. We greatly appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having me. Um, so we're, we'll get right into it. Uh, no, you're a busy person. Uh, so I'm going to start off as at, I want to say that you kind of mentioned this um, at Pro Football Network, probably during the combine that the Saints potentially were going to be interested in adding two right receivers in the draft. And this was prior to the signing of Emmanuel Sanders. So as the draft gets closer um, at 24, do you still see um, a right receiver being um, their plan for that first round pick? I think if a good wide receiver is there, uh, they will absolutely consider it. I think if uh, a quarterback like Jordan Love falls down to him, they'll consider that because, you know, they've got to uh, look at or address a future quarterback. Taysom Hill's real good, but I know that they trust Taysom Hill on the under center as a uh, as their franchise-type quarterback. I still think they're, from what I've heard, they're leaning heavily towards receiver unless somehow a quarterback blows them away uh, by falling to their spot. And, and with that, we're see, do you, so you said you kind of highlighted and said a, a good receiver and because this draft is so has so many different variations of what a team may like in a receiver. Um, who, out of, who could you see that, that player being in terms of being a good receiver? Well, you got to look at Denzel Mims of Baylor. I mean, he's a uh, faster version of uh, Michael Thomas. He's a receiver that's moving up draft board swiftly. Uh, he may be there. If he's not there, I think Justin Jefferson of LSU is a great fit for a variety of reasons. Not only uh, the fact that he played football about uh, college football about two hours uh, west of New Orleans, but uh, he's probably be one of the faster receivers that would be on their depth chart. He's a guy that's had two good years of, uh, of production at LSU. He showed a lot of improvement in his game last year. 
And the one thing we know about LSU receivers is they are better in the NFL than they are on the college level, and they're darn good in the college level. So I think yeah. Justin Jefferson and Denzel Mims uh, are guys that uh, they absolutely should consider or would consider when they're called to the clock. Hmm. Hey, Tony, uh, <clears throat> I got a question. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the draft process, you had speculated that uh, Jerry Judy could have like a Calvin Ridley-like draft fall in round one. You know, as, as the draft gets closer, is that still a possibility to you or has the word kind of changed on that? Well, you know, I, I, it's funny you remind me about that because I completely forgot about that. And, you know, you saw the news yesterday that uh, Jerry Judy scored in the single digits uh, on the Wonder League mm. test. The fact that he's not a good fit for every uh, team, for every offense. I know the New York Jets like him, but I still think it's a possibility. I mean, when you watch the Jerry Judy tape, uh, the highlights are spectacular. I mean, he is a game breaker. He's a good route runner. He catches the ball well. But as I said when I wrote that piece, he needs space to work. If you watch Jerry Judy in confined quarters, he struggles. He's not a very aggressive receiver. He finishes plays by running out of bounds. He struggles in battles. If there's not, no room around him, he really can't create running after the catch. Uh, you know, again, the draft meeting, teams are ending their draft meetings <coughs> or their draft meetings as far as the where they're holding them this year, uh, the, the, today. So I would expect to have more information. I don't think it's, it's out of the question, uh, primarily because of the fact, you know, what I said about Judy back when I wrote that article, the fact that he, uh, the Wonderlook scores came to light. And it's a loaded receiver draft. So, it, you know, if it's a matter of a team up top looking at a receiver or an offensive tackle or, you know, a, a cornerback, they're going to get a better receiver in round two than they would cornerback uh, or offensive tackle. So they may just hold off on the receiver. Mm, good point. Um, you had mentioned Jordan Love earlier. Um, I think last week during the your, your rumors that you posted, you had kind of potentially outline Jordan Love as potentially the the Raiders, if not potentially his floor being the Saints at 24. Um, and then I believe this morning, potentially Miami may be looking at him with their their second um, first round pick. Like his range seems to be such a, a variance yeah. um, in terms of where he could go. Um, but I guess the, the question is, is, if if the Saints, let's say Jordan Love falls to twenty four, and there's another good receiver there, do you, could you see it being that they're making that decision of wide receiver versus Jordan Love at that spot? I would think so because uh, you know I was told that they're going to look to address the quarterback position of of the future. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do it in round one. Uh, I, I spoke with somebody, and we kind of surmised somebody close to the situation that if Jordan Love is there. It, it, it would be a definite consideration. And you're right what you said about Jordan Love being all over draft boards. I mean, I reported this morning that uh, Miami may not take a quarterback at five and may look to maneuver up from that second pick. Then there are some people tell me that they feel that uh, Jordan Love could actually be this year's version of Drew Locke and the guy who falls out of the first round uh, completely and ends up in round two. So wow. uh, it'll be interesting to see. But <coughs> excuse me, I, I still think it'll be receiver. But if there's a good quarterback there, if a Jordan Love is there, he's obviously, I think he's definitely going to be in the conversation. Wow. So uh, I guess the other, you know, another question is, you know, 
one of the stars coming into this draft for, you know, the last year or so was uh, Tua. And, you know, I mean, you had the whole tank for Tua thing. He was pretty much the number one overall pick in everyone's mock, you know, coming into this year. But, you know, then the injury happened and you got the coronavirus quarantine and, you know, his medical checks not being available to, you know, all 32 teams as it would normally be. So, I mean, what's the outlook with Tua? Because you're hearing everything from, hey, maybe he goes in the top five to, hey, he could slide and no one knows where he could fall. Well, you got to remember, you got to remember one thing, uh, you know, Tua was at the combine. So teams did get a chance to medically evaluate him and do what they want to do, MRIs, x-rays and everything. What he missed out on were the uh, medical rechecks, as you mentioned, which is the second part of the combine. Now, you know, it's very easy these days to get uh, MRIs to teams that want them or updated MRIs as opposed to maybe <clears throat> say what they do at the combine oftentimes is they'll actually pull on a joint, a knee joint or something, uh, you know, to chest to uh, just to try and see how strong it is. I don't know that they were going to do that with Tua. So I, I don't know that the medicals or updated medicals or are that much of a problem for him, especially in this day and age and the fact that he went to the combine. It's just a matter of how are teams going to view those medicals, because it's not across the board. It's not a it, it's not a parallel thing where uh, all 32 teams will look and view uh, the medicals the same way and have the same opinion. You know, you could have hypothetically, and I stress this is hypothetically, the Miami Dolphins may red flag them. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers may be absolutely fine with them. And if you red flag a guy, you're usually putting a half round grade penalty on it because of injuries. Got to remember what teams are really looking at when they look at medicals is will a guy be able to make it to a second contract? It's not about what's going to happen in 2020 as much as it's what's going to happen in 2025. You know, if we take this guy with the fifth or sixth pick of the draft, are we going to be able to sign him to a second contract in 2025, 2026, that is just as important. Uh, and again, it's a variety of opinions. You, you know, you look at Montez Sweat last year. People were talking about him dropping out of the first round because of the pre-existing heart condition. And, and it came to the point with Montez Sweat where the reward of what Montez Sweat could potentially bring to the football field outweighed the risk of the medical condition. And I think that's probably what's going to happen with Tua, uh, unless the medicals are really awful. I mean, Tua is a fantastic quarterback. He's still my number one rated quarterback. He is the best downfield, the best combination of downfield passer, touch passer, accurate passer, ability to make plays in or out of the pocket, doing it on a consistent basis, a big body of work, playing in the big time game. Uh, and, you know, you have to add that into the equation when looking at the medicals because he is such a real good uh, passing prospect, not just a quarterback. He's an outstanding passer. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, something, a, a position that a lot of people have tied Saints to in terms of just mock drafts is a lot, the linebacker position, and there's a lot of mocks out there that has um, – Patrick Queen or Kenneth Mary potentially being the pick at 24. And I was listening to the defensive five podcast um, recently when you guys were going over your defensive five and um, Patrick Queen wasn't even in your, your top five of linebackers. Could So, which is an, when I watched them, I, I didn't get a great, I didn't have the best sense for him as, as a player. When I watched him, I didn't kind of get the hype that kind of surround, surrounds him. Um, 
that said, you know, there are some Saints fans who are hesitant of Kenneth Murray because they feel like that potentially is he's another Stephon Anthony in the making. Um, is linebacker position that you could see them addressing or that may be something that they could address later later in the draft? I mean, a, a poss- a possibly. I, I could see that happening. Um, I like Kenneth Murray. I would not worry about him being a Stephon Anthony type. And remember, Stephon Anthony was a guy who made a late uh, a late move up draft boards. Kenneth Murray's been an outstanding linebacker the past two years. And, and I think basically you uh, describe the way I feel about Patrick Queen. You know, I, there's all this love being thrown around for Patrick Queen at six hundred uh, at six feet tall, two hundred twenty-nine pounds. And, and when I just watch it, uh, watch him on film, he's a solid player, but he's not an exceptional player. Where Kenneth Murray has shown himself to be an exceptional player. Uh, the answer to your question, yeah, do I think Kenneth Murray uh, would get consideration with the uh, with the Saints pick there? I absolutely think he'll do, but I still believe that uh, receiver. Uh, will uh, ba- basically be the the main topic of conversation. So I'm going to piggy, piggyback um, uh, uh, in regards to Ryan's topic of, of Tua, because it seems like right now there's a lot of Saints fans on Twitter and Saints fans in general who just have like this hope that two, like, Tua could fall to 24. Is there any possible way that you could potentially see that happening? Well, I mean, everything's possible. Uh, I mean, look, look who the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers is uh, right. these days, and, and look yeah. what happened with him. So it, 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 anything's possible. Is it probable? I, you know, I don't think so because I just think there are too many teams that need quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Miami Dolphins at five, Miami Dolphins at 18, the Oakland <laughs> Raiders, Jacksonville Jaguars, on and on and on. There are so many teams that need a quarterback, and again – uh, you go back to, you know, when does the reward factor outweigh the risk of Tua? Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so, just so you know, I, I, the uh, Texas, Houston, Texas is going to call me, uh, they're supposed to call me soon. So. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're pretty much done. Um, so, um, Thank you so much, Tony, for, for joining us and just in a short period of time, just a plethora of information regarding the Saints and their potential upcoming draft plans. Again, you can follow Tony on Twitter at Tony Pauline. Read his work at Pro Football Network. It's fantastic. And we're, we're less than a week away from the draft and craziness is about to be, be upon us. So thank you so much for Tony. I know it's only going to be crazy for you for the, for the next week going forward. Thanks for having me again, fellas. Good luck to the Saints and enjoy draft weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Tony. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.